My, my, my. Let's make our way back to our seats. Keep the power, the move of the Lord. Greet somebody near you. Just tell them the power of the Lord is in this place. Good job, singers. Thank you. Thank you, magicians. Musicians. It's a magician. Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. One more time. Shout hallelujah. Clap your hands to the Lord and give God praise. What a mighty God. What a mighty God we serve. It's 1230. It's time for the word of God. Let's stand if you will. Turn to Isaiah chapter 28 verse number 10. And pastor wants to deliver his heart here today. And... I have had other things praying about, seeking God about, but the Lord kept leading me up, up back to this, and I know this is the will of God. We live in a time and a generation, a religious generation, that the religious world and the unreligious world, you please, are trying to take away and take out of the church what you felt right here just now. They don't want this kind of power. They don't want this kind of glory. They don't want this kind of anointing. The devil doesn't matter if you get together and have church. Just don't do it in the power of the Holy Ghost. Because that is what has overcome him, overcome death, hell, and the grave. It is what gives you and I the power to be a witness. It's what gives us the power to overcome sin. The infilling of the power of God, the infilling of the Holy Ghost is what gives me power to walk in an unrighteous world righteously. Come on, somebody. They are taking this thing called the Holy Ghost out of churches everywhere. A slow death, if I can put it that way. The Holy Ghost has been dying a slow death in churches all over the world. But I want to tell you, if you're going to be the church of the living God, and if you're going to be the church of the last days, and the church of the resurrection power, then we're going to have to be a church that has the glory of the Holy Ghost moving amongst us. Ah, oh, can I get a Holy Ghost hand clap of praise right now? Hallelujah. And so I want to talk to us today about the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to talk about something that I normally do not preach or teach on, but I really felt led of the Spirit to do this. And I'm going to talk to us about the evidence of the Holy Ghost. Because I want the sanctuary of the Palm Beaches to know 
I want the devil to know that we know. I want God to know that we know. I want the religious world that denies what I'm about to teach to know that the Bible teaches me and you that when you receive the Holy Ghost, you will speak in tongues. You can be seated. I got a thousand scriptures. We'll just try to make it through here the best we can. We live in a time in a world, deception trying to take over the minds and get in, even in uh, into uh, God's churches. But we need to get in the word of the Lord. Everybody say God's word is the final word. And so it's God's word that we're going to look in here today and find this incredible, powerful understanding. And uh, I normally, you know, I kind of look at speaking in tongues like buying a pair of shoes. You say, well, how's that? Well, when I go get a pair of shoes, I don't say, hey, make sure it has tongues. They'll kind of look at you crazy and they'll go, well, the tongues are sewed in. Right? They come with it. And so I don't preach on it a lot because I know that when you get the Holy Ghost, that's just going to happen because it just comes with it. But what I have found out and realized that one of the tricks of the adversary is to get us to deny or to be confused about the evidence of speaking in tongues. And if he can get us to do that, then he can remove the power of the Holy Ghost. And so he comes in the back door. Man, y'all weak today. Y'all weak today. Come on. Y'all been shouting and clapping for three weeks over that light, fluffy stuff that's been preached. You know, that just gets your little goof bumps going and all that good stuff. Pastors come to get in the Word with you today. You going to get with him? We are a Word church, right? I want to tell you the outpouring of the Holy Ghost was something that was prophesied in the Old Testament. Put your phones down. Turn them off. Is it in time for texting? Not time for looking at your baby pictures? Ain't nothing going on on your phone. More important than what's going on right here. You got it? Put them in your purse. Slip them under your feet. Do whatever you have to do. Let's get into the word of the Lord. Isaiah chapter 28 and verse number 10. God said that he would speak to us in this way in the last days. In what way? In a method that God chose himself, and that is tongues. Look at Isaiah 28 and verse 10. For precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little and there a little, verse 11. For with stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. What people is he talking about? He is talking about the church, the birth of the church. Isaiah 28 and 12. To whom he said, who? The people that he's going to talk to, how? Through stammering lips and other tongues. He said to whom he said, this is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. This is the refreshing yet they would not hear. They would not receive. And so Isaiah prophesies to the world that there's going to come a day coming when the outpouring 
outpouring of the Holy Ghost is going to fall. Isaiah was talking about when Jesus Christ came to this world. I'll show us that scripturally in a moment. And he says, when that day comes, God is going to speak unto these people through stammering lips and other tongues. Now we find out later in the Bible that what Isaiah was talking about was the outpouring of the Holy Ghost in the last day saith God I will pour out of my spirit upon all now watch me this tongue talking that Isaiah is talking about here he said it's going to be the time when God says this is the rest wherein you may cause the weary to rest no wonder the devil wants to do away with it no wonder the devil wants to take it out if the devil can take out tongue talking in the, in the church then he removes the rest he removes where the weary get rest and if the weary never get rest then the weary wear out and the church collapse and everything falls apart but when I can get alone with God and I begin to speak in that heavenly language God restores me God builds me back up praying in the spirit building up your most holy faith the Bible says I'm glad I got nine of you how about the rest of you alright I can see this needs to be preached look at your neighbor and say wow this needs to be preached so just buckle up because I'm about to give you scripture. I am about to remove every excuse you will ever have to deny this truth. I am going to nail this thing into this church so deep that no devil will ever remove it. No false doctrine will ever bring confusion. The government will not take it out. Religion will not take it out. It is the word of God. It is the power. It is the rest. He said the weary to rest. He was prophesying about the church. Look what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me. I am meek and lowly in heart. You shall find for your for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Isaiah said, I'm gonna, God's gonna talk to him through stammering lips and other tongues. It's the rest that God gives to a weary soul. Now just stay with me. We'll get in the word. But you say, Pastor, I don't know if I need that. Oh, yes, you do. It's the rest of the weary soul. It brings comfort to your internal being. It's how God speaks through you and into you. It's how you build up your faith, the Bible says. Look at Luke chapter 19, verse 1. 
The Bible says they would not hear. Isaiah said this is how God's going to do it. This is the method he has chosen for the church of the latter day. Jesus said, oh yes, come to me. That ye are, are heavy laden. But they rejected him. Luke 19 and 41. And when he was come near, he beheld the city and wept over it saying, if thou hast known, even thou and in the least, in this thy day, the things which belong unto thy peace or thy rest but now they are hid from thine eyes for the day shall come upon thee and thine enemy shall cast a trench about thee and compass thee round about and keep thee on every side and shall lay thee even with the ground and thy children within thee and they shall not they shall not leave thee in one stone upon another because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation I am here to tell you this is how God visits you this is how God comes to you what you felt in this service today the outpouring of the Holy Ghost God have mercy is how God has chosen in the last days to come do not miss your visitation don't miss the touch and the power of God I'm just getting started. But listen, just because you didn't get it the first time you came down don't mean it's not real. I remember quite a few years ago we were at a revival. Brother Creel was still living. He was preaching. Brother Creel had the gift of laying hands on people and them receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. It's amazing. Incredible. And so we was up on the platform. Brother Creel was ministering. And an elder lady came to the platform. She said to Brother Creel, she said, Brother Creel, this gentleman right over here has been seeking the Holy Ghost for 26 years. 26 years. She said he never misses a service. He's in the altar every service crying out to God. Oh, God. Fill me with your spirit. Brother Creel went up to him and said to him, Sir, you have been convinced that tongues are not necessary, but it is the evidence of the Holy Ghost. You must believe it and receive it. And the man lifted up his hands. He said, I believe it. I receive it. Brother Creel laid hands on him and instantly he began to speak in tongues as the Holy Ghost gave him the utterance. What are you saying, Pastor? Don't mess with God's method. Whatever His method is, that's just the way it is. We must accept it in our hearts and receive it under ourselves. If you fight it, you'll never get it. If you don't believe it, it'll shun you. You must say it's God's Word. I believe it. I receive it. And it's mine. Everybody say, "Woo!" That's what I'm talking about. This passage is referring. This passage is referred to in the New Testament 
by Paul the apostle. Now, I want to show us something here. In the last days, God said, I'll speak to my people with stammering lips and with other tongues. Paul refers to this passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Paul the apostle is addressing the church about how to properly use the gift of tongues. Everybody say the gift of tongues. I have been speaking in tongues for 35 years. I do not have the gift of tongues. You say, how is that possible? Because the gift of tongues and the tongues, which is the evidence of the Holy Ghost, is two separate things. God comes into your life. He speaks out of you in an unknown language. But the, that the Spirit has gifts. One of those gifts is the gift of tongues. And that which the brother, the sister, the cousin, or the twin, maybe you can say, that goes with the gift of tongues is the gift of interpretation of tongues. You see, when I pray in my closet, my tongue doesn't need to be interpreted. When I'm down here in this altar and I'm praying to God, there ain't nobody around me to interpret that tongue. It's not about you. It's not about the congregation. It's about me and God. We're talking to one another. We're loving one another. We're communing with one another. <laughs> Sister Monica has the gift of tongues and she... God will use her and God will move on her and she will very boisterously and loudly, which I like, blurt out that tongue. The Spirit of God moves across the congregation. A hush comes to us. We recognize not that she's talking in tongues. No, that God is talking to us. He's not talking to her. He's talking to us. And she'll come forth with that tongue. And then somebody will stand up and give the interpretation of that tongue. And they come together. And the church is edified. There is a difference in speaking in tongues when you get the Holy Ghost. And the gift of tongues. Now Paul says in 1 Corinthians 14 and 21. In the law it is written with men of other tongues and other lips will I speak unto this people and yet for all that will they, they not hear me saith the Lord it is clear that Jesus was speaking of the church dispensation when we realize that Paul was quoting the verse of Isaiah he tells the people that if your tongue is not to be interpreted then you are to keep silent in the church and speak between you and God read it later 1 Corinthians 14 27 and verse 28 Paul is talking about keeping order in the service you've seen pastor do it somebody gets out of order and so pastor will say well everybody let's lift our hands let's love God let's praise God together I'm just trying not to embarrass a particular individual if maybe they're getting out of order a little bit I'm just trying to bring things back into order 
Paul the apostle talks to us in the 14th chapter of the book of Corinthians that if one tongue comes forth and another comes forth and another comes forth and there's no interpretation he said well then it wasn't what we thought it was go on with the service worship God have a good time in the Holy Ghost Paul was explaining the gift of tongues but one thing Paul the apostle made plain in Corinthians 1 Corinthians 14 39 wherefore brethren covet to prophecy and forbid not to speak with tongue let all things be done in decency and order I hope my voice holds up been three weeks sorry y'all got pastor back that's just the way it is it is easily concluded. Watch me. It is easily concluded. Paul the Apostle's teaching that there is a difference in someone praying in the Spirit to God and someone being used of God in the gift of tongues. Paul never condemned tongues. He just simply said, if, you're, if it's not the tongue to be interpreted, then be silent and pray to God. But if it is the tongue to be interpreted, let God use you. Let it be interpreted. Let the church hear. But Paul said, above all, don't forbid anyone from speaking in tongues. Just let it be done in order. Paul the Apostle speaks about the gift of tongue. Read it in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 8 and 9 and 10. He talks about the divide, the, uh, the diversity of gifts of the Spirit. He goes on in, in 11, verse 11 and then in verse number 27 he says, now we are all of one body. Verse 28 God set some in the church apostles, prophets, teachers miracles, gifts of healing governments and diversities of tongues does everybody an apostle is everybody a, a, a prophet is everyone a teacher no does everyone do miracles no have all the gift of healing no do all speak with tongues people grab that one little verse there and they say see not everybody talks in tongues Paul the apostle and I'll prove this scripturally to you Paul the apostle is not talking about receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost he is talking about the gift of tongues not everybody has that gift how do you know that pastor because the very next words he says do all interpret Paul was linking interpretation to the tongue that he was talking about just prior. But Paul had already told me and you that the normal tongue that you and I talk, which is the Holy Ghost, does not need an interpretation. It's just you speaking to God. But the tongue that Paul is talking about here must have an interpretation. It is the gift of tongues there's a difference clap your hands to the Lord listen speaking in tongues and the interpretation there are it's powerful Corinthians 14 and 5 tells us it edifies the church now I want us to look at some things here I want us to look at the the evidence of 
I normally don't take my jacket off. But I'm going to be here a while. So settle in. Do this for me. Settle in. We're going to be here a moment. I'm going to show you some things scripturally that's going to help you understand the evidence of speaking in tongues. It's going to help you when you're talking to others uh, if this question happens to come up. The tongue that you and I receive when we are filled with God's Spirit is not the gift of tongues. You cannot receive a gift of the Spirit until after you have received the Spirit. The Spirit must first be in you in order for the gifts and in order for the fruit of the Spirit to be manifested through you. Now we've got to look. If we're going to understand tongues and Holy Ghost as a church, we have to look at the initial infilling of God's Spirit. Because the Bible always sets a precedent. It always sets a beginning. You go back when you want to know something. When you want to know the pattern of God and the way God does things, go back to the very first time it ever happened. He will never leave that pattern. If he does, it's only a substitution, not a change. For example, he started out by slaying lambs for the shedding of the blood. He came to an end with Jesus Christ. It's the same. It takes blood to remove sins. He's only resubstituted one for the other. When we go to the beginning and we look and see how God did it from the first, it will lay down a foundation for you and I. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8. But ye shall receive power. Everybody say power. <laughs> Do you not think in today's world that you don't need power? Have I lost y'all? Is this subject this difficult? If you have the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, would you stand? Now, I did this a while back. If you ask that question in a non-apostolic church, you might get one person to stand. If pastor don't preach this, we'll lose this. We'll lose it. Because every church... That teaches tongues is not the evidence of the Holy Ghost. Is also the same church that may have one or two people in that congregation who actually have received God's Spirit. It's got to be preached. And I'm going to preach it today and I'm going to give the devil a black eye. You can be seated. By the way, I'm pleased to see most of y'all actually have it. I would be happier if you acted like it. Whew. Jesus foretells the unfeeling of his spirit into the lives of the apostles and others that were with him.
who would tarry and wait for his coming in the upper room. Acts chapter 8, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, the uttermost ports of the earth. So when we go to the second chapter of the book of Acts, we see the initial outpouring of the Holy Ghost when the day of Pentecost was fully come. They were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. There appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, and it set upon a few of them. And it set upon each of them. And some of them were filled with the Holy Ghost. All of them were filled with the Holy Ghost. All of them began to speak in other tongues. Wait a minute. Why were they talking in tongues? Read it. Why were they talking in tongues? Read it again. Read it again. Read it again. The only reason why they spoke in tongues is because the Holy Ghost came into their body. It wasn't their brain making it up. It was the Spirit of God that when He entered in, He came out in a heavenly language. Oh, y'all so weak right now. Come on. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. It is the Spirit that speaks out of you when He comes into you. Don't tell God. God that tongues isn't necessary it's God that does the talking that's like telling God to shut up that's like telling God come in but I don't want you to say anything I don't want you to take over I don't want to yield everything to you friend when you invite God you give him an all here I am Lord take it all including the un the most unruly member of my body. We learn later in Scripture that if the tongue was for interpretation, as we had already studied, let it only be by one, or at the most by three, and let one interpret. If this was the gift of tongues, where are the interpreters? There were no interpreters. God is not a God of confusion. This whole building could stand. And if that certain level of worship was going on, we could all be talking in tongues to God and God would receive it. But there comes times when he speaks above that. Paul the apostle also says, now don't be crazy. If you're all just walking around talking in tongues and nobody's giving any clarity of speech and a visitor comes in, they're going to go, you are mad people. That's why your tongue is between you and God in your closet. 
Or it's why your tongue is between you and God while you stand there by yourself. But you're speaking quietly between you and the Lord. Or you never get above whatever the volume is. Otherwise, it'll just be a bunch of babble. Paul talks about that in Corinthians. This wasn't the gift of tongues that came upon the apostles and on the 120 in the upper room. This was the evidence of the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And that's why it says they began to speak in tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. Is this okay so far? All right. Now he continues on. But this is not the gift of tongues that needed to be interpreted. The tongues that need to be interpreted that is not as between you and God. We talked about all that. Let me skip there. So watch me now. Others heard them speak in their own tongue. But this was not an interpretation. Some people will say, well, their tongues were interpreted because there were others out in the congregation who heard them speak in their tongue. Listen, just because I hear you speak in my tongue does not make me an interpreter. But if you speak and then I tell someone else what you're saying, now I become an interpreter. We all know that God was doing this so that the people in the audience would understand that these men were not just speaking babbling words. That these were actual tongues from God that were flowing out of them as the evidence of the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And I'm going to prove that to you scripturally. Isn't it nice that pastor can actually use the word? Let's continue. So even today we have foreigners receive the Holy Ghost and uh, we've had this happen on our foreign fields and uh, so some Chinese lady will receive the Holy Ghost never spoke a word of, of Chinese in her life uh, of, um, Chinese life. never spoke a word of English in her life and we have missionaries that tell us young people that these young men and women Chinese speaking men and women will receive the Holy Ghost and all of a sudden they'll begin to pray in English now the man, the missionary, understands them, but he is not an interpreter. And the tongue does not need to be interpreted. It's not about an interpretation. That girl, that young man, just got the Holy Ghost. Her and God are just having a conversation. Just so happens somebody's around that knows the language. Now stay with me. And so saying to one another, what meaneth this? And so we know how it goes. They stagger out of the upper room. And, and the, the crowd begins to gather around. You ready? Watch. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem. Jews and devout men. Out of every nation. Every nation under heaven. Let me find my place here. Boom, got it. Verse 6. Now when this was noised, the brother and altitude came together and were confounded because every man heard them speak in his own language. Follow me. Verse 12. And they were all amazed and were in doubt and saying one to another, What meaneth this? What were the people referring to? Our response would be, well, to the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. No, they weren't. They've never heard of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. They've never seen the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. They don't know what the outpouring of the Holy Ghost is or what it looks like. 
In fact, nobody knows what it looks like. And there's all kinds of evidences around it that you can see someone caught it, did or maybe did not. But there's one evidence that God gives that when it happens, everybody knows they've got the Holy Ghost. Watch. What meaneth this? They were referring to the 120 who were talking in other tongues. They were asking the apostles, what's this tongue thing? Are you following me? They didn't say, what's the Holy Ghost? They didn't know what it was. They didn't say, oh, we see a a dove coming down and what's that? No, they were referring to one thing that the 120 were talking in other tongues. Some of them they could understand. And their question was, What meaneth this? Look at Peter's answer in chapter 2, verse 16. Watch me. This is. That. What is the this that Peter's referring to? We substitute Holy Ghost. He's referring to the this that they asked about. They said, what meaneth this? What meaneth the talking in tongues. It was the only physical evidence that was being produced at the moment. What meaneth this? What is this talking in tongues? Peter says in verse 16, this or the talking in tongues that you hear is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. Notice what Peter links speaking in tongues to. It shall come to pass in the last days saith God I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy come on and your young men shall see visions your old men shall dream dreams on your servants your handmaidens I will pour out in those days Peter said, you want to know what this tongue talking is? I'll tell you what this tongue talking is. It's what, it's what Joel prophesied about. In the last days, God said, I'm going to pour out my spirit. I'll tell you what the tongue talking is. It's the outpouring of God's spirit. Am I making sense? Better than that. Is the word making sense to you? They said, they said, what meaneth this? Peter said, the this you're talking about? The speaking in tongues? He said, this is what Joel talked about in the last days. Now notice, Joel never mentions tongues 
So why did Peter link talking in tongues to Joel's prophecy? Why didn't he link it to Isaiah's? Isaiah said, God said, in the last days, I'm going to talk to my people with stammering lips and other tongues, and this is going to be the rest for the weary. If you guys knew what kind of a spirit I am fighting right now, and you're fighting it too, the difference is I have to preach. All you have to do is sit there and suck your thumb. Because for some reason you're not responding to God's word today. And listen to me. I'm not saying that because I need a response. I've been preaching for 35 years. The response gives confirmation to the unbeliever. Don't you get that? Your response to the word lets the unbeliever around you, yay and amen. Yes, it is true. Yes, it is so. Some of you are doing a better job of convincing them this is a bunch of hogwash than demonic doctrines does. Your silence speaks volumes. That's just a little rebuke from pastor. Three weeks of holding it in. He said this. Next year we're going to go to have revival and the church is going to go say, no, pastor, we really don't want to have revival. You just keep preaching. He said, this is that. This, what is this? What meaneth this? This talking in tongues. It is the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And Simon Peter links it to Joel's prophecy in chapter 2, verses 38 and verse number 39. Why? Because speaking in tongues is the evidence of the infilling of the power of the Holy Ghost, of the outpouring of God's Spirit. Can you shout amen? So now the question is, we see it in the initial outpouring. The question is, did tongues only occur in the initial outpouring? Or did it occur in other places? Samaritan in chapter Acts chapter 8 and verse number 5. The Bible says, then Philip went down to the city of Samaria. I need you to look, I need you to understand and see this. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Verse 7. Now watch this. You ready? Unclean spirits came out. Have you ever watched the devil cast out? I mean a real one. Oh, yeah. Sometimes it can be a pretty little show. Now, I've learned later in life, you don't have to have that show. You tell that devil to shut up and be still and come out. If you really believe God's authority is in you, that's all you have to do. Jesus never put on a show. Shut up, be still, and come out. 
<laughs> but when a person is delivered of a devil, you can look at different incidents in the word of God. The, the one that used to cast himself into the fire. When a man is delivered of devil, things change, right? The Bible says he used to be naked. He went out, he got he he clothed himself. He the devil came out of him. It's one of the results of, by the way, of getting saved as you start clothing yourself. I just thought I'd put that out there. So, different things begin to happen. And, and you can see that the devil's been cast out. Now watch this. Unclean spirits came out with loud voice. Came out of many that were possessed with them. And many were taken with palsies that were lamed. And they were healed. Sick, lame, cripples, on bed, couldn't walk. Probably blinded eyes and ears. And all kinds of miracles and healings everywhere. People are being healed. Man, I'm telling you, Samaria is having revival. It's unbelievable. Demons are coming out. People are being healed. It's amazing. And oh, verse 8 tells us there was great joy. They were shouting and dancing and praising God. They were so excited for everything that had happened. Now when the apostles were at Jerusalem, heard that Samaria had received the word of God. You need to pay attention to that. The apostles recognized the power of God's word. Devils coming out. People being healed. Joy. All kinds of miracles. The power of God's word. When they realized they had received the word of God, they said unto them, Peter and John. Now watch. The preaching of God's word is so powerful that many times people will receive incredible experiences through faith and the word that is being preached. And they will leave there believing and feeling that they have received God's spirit. Because they had an experience with God's word. I'm trying to show you some stuff here. Because this is what the religious world uses to try to convince people that you do not speak in tongues when you receive the Holy Ghost. And then after a while they'll say. You don't speak in tongues. You get the Holy Ghost. Then later you even go further down the line. They'll tell you the Holy Ghost isn't necessary. You go down a little further down the line. They'll tell you the Holy Ghost is of the devil. Because once you start down that road. There is no. That's why we must stay in the book. Where it was the very first outpouring. Listen. My God have mercy. You want to tell me it's not necessary? Honey, what I want to tell you is can I get it? Is it possible for me to receive it? Is it something I can have? If you're trying to get an experience with God and you only want what you have to have, you're not very hungry. You're not really seeking. No wonder you're not receiving it. But if you're saying, I want everything God's got, if I can do it, if tongues is for me, if it's the evidence, then oh God, I'm going to go till I get it. Clap your hands to the Lord and give God praise. All right, be seated. I want to show you something. So many people will get an experience through the Word of God. And they will believe that they have received the Spirit of God and that they are saved. 
God honors faith. But even after these great miracles, watch me. Simon Peter still had to come and lay hands on them so that they might receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Why? If God healed them, He must love them. Are you following me? If God cast out devils out of them, then surely they belong to Him. Surely the word was enough. Surely that experience, the joy that they received, all of these wonderful things that they received must be enough. Not according to Paul the Apostle in the Word of God, Romans 89. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit. If so be that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. Now if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. This was the apostle's way of saying, we're thankful you have heard the word. We're thankful you've been healed. We're thankful you've been delivered. It's awesome. You have joy. But listen up. You must have the gift of the Holy Ghost. You must receive God's Spirit. Here's the real question. How did they know they didn't have it? Are you kidding me? Devils are cast out. This guy's lame on a bed. He's, God resurrects him, lifts him up. Blinded eyes, deaf ears, or open eyes are, are, are opened and and lame walking, devils cast out joy. They get up dancing and shouting. Yet the apostles came down and said, not one of you have received the spirit of the Holy Ghost. Now, if you can't see huh, the Holy Ghost, how did they know they did not receive it? How dare them judge those people? How dare them judge them how dare the apostle say to those individuals who God has healed delivered set free cast out devils opened eyes calls on the wall joy in their midst they're shouting loving God praising God how dare those apostles say they have not received the spirit of God how can you judge them because none of those things are an evidence that God's Spirit comes into your life. Watch me. Those are evidence of God's Spirit moving on you externally. Blessing you on the outside. Healing, delivering, touching. He's responding to your faith in his word but something happens when God comes internally that's different than everything else and the only way to find out what it is is to go back to the beginning that's what they were looking for that's what they were seeking that's what they wanted to know they weren't satisfied until they heard them speak in tongues. All right, stay with me. I know I'm going long.
Stay with me. We're going to get this. Acts 8, 15. I'm going to tell you what's going to happen here. Some of you that have been seeking God a little bit because you don't believe or you got that little doubt in the back of your mind that tongues is necessary. If you'll let this word get a hold of you, it'll change that. And you will walk down in this altar and you'll lift your hands. And I'm telling you, in 10 seconds, you will be speaking in tongues. Because God desires to fill you. Well, why doesn't he just take over my tongue? That's not how it works. You have to yield that to him. Who when they were come down prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. Watch this, verse 16. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them. Only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Then when they laid their hands upon them and they received the gift of the Holy Ghost. How did the apostles know? I know it doesn't mention speaking in tongues there. But I'll show that to you a little later in the scripture. How did they know? Well, it had to be something different than casting out devils, healing of bodies, joy and miracles. Something took place that let them know. And the 10th chapter of the book of Acts tells us exactly what it was. Look how powerful these verses are. They believed in the preach word of God. Because the preach word of God healed their bodies. It cast out demons. Watch me. They received miracles. They believed in baptism in Jesus name. And they had been baptized in his name. According to the word of God. Yet they had not yet received his spirit. Watch me. This is in direct contradiction. To what the religious world preaches today. They will preach that you receive the spirit of God. The moment you believe. They preach some of them. You receive God's spirit when you are baptized. All of these teachings are wrong. You receive God's spirit when you repent of your sins immediately. No friend, I'm going to tell you, when you get God's spirit, when you repent, you humble yourself, you open up your heart, God comes in and you talk in tongues. That's when you know you have received God's spirit. It is the only evidence in the Word of God. You do realize that not one verse connects the receiving of God's Spirit to an experience in God. Not one verse says, oh, it's the joy. Oh, it's the miracle. Oh, it's the healing. Oh, it's the deliverance. None of these connected to the infilling of God's Spirit. Not one of them. There's only one thing in the entire Bible that every time it's mentioned, it always deals with the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And that's the evidence of speaking in tongues. Let's all clap our hands to the Lord for a moment, will you? Let's praise Him. I'm going to try to wrap this up. <laughs> Are y'all tired yet? Whew. 
I'm whooped. There had to be something to let the apostles know that they had received the Holy Ghost. If healings and devils being cast out and lanes being healed and joy and baptized in Jesus' name and all of these incredible things are happening, yet the apostles came and said, none of you have received God's Spirit. Not one. If there was another way to get it, you think just one? Just one? No, not one of you have received God's Spirit. Acts chapter 8 and verse 18. Watch this same story. Samaritans. Please stay with me. Maybe you can go watch it on YouTube later. Or get a DVD and send it to your third cousin somewhere. And when Simon saw. Watch me. When Simon saw that the, through the laying on of the apostles hands the Holy Ghost was given. He offered them money. Wait a minute. You can't see the Holy Ghost. How did he know that all of a sudden when the apostles came and laid hands that these people all received the Holy Ghost when hands were laid upon them? Why didn't Simon, why wasn't Simon convinced that when the devil was cast out they got the Holy Ghost? Why wasn't he convinced when they were healed they got the Holy Ghost? Why wasn't he convinced when they had all of this joy they had the Holy Ghost? Well to be honest at that moment he didn't know what it was. Simon Peter shows up, comes in, lays hands on them and Simon goes, Oh my God. That's right, Simon. That's God. That's what's going on. Simon says, give me this power. Give me this power that when I lay hands, people will get the Holy Ghost. Are you ready for this? Watch me. He didn't say, give me this power that when I will lay hands, devils are cast out. Give me this power that when I lay hands, uh, the lame is healed. Give me this power that when I lay hands, eyes are open. Give me this power that I can have all of these things. Oh, no. All of that was trivial to what he had just experienced when the apostles laid hands upon them and the Holy Ghost fell upon these individuals. He said, that's the power that I want. Give me this power that whomsoever I lay hands on may receive the Holy Ghost. And we know the story about that. He wanted it for his only. Something had happened after the apostles had laid hands upon the Samaritans. that let everybody know that they had received the Spirit, including Simon himself. The joy and the signs, the demons, the healings, and all these things that took place. None of these things showed them that they were filled with the power. It was only when the Simon Peter laid hands. And something took place that let everybody know. So in the 10th chapter of the book of Acts, the Gentiles received the Spirit. The sign was indicated that the infill of the Holy Ghost is expressed for the second time in this book. Acts chapter 10, verses 1 and 2. Uh, Cornelius, a centurion, loved God. The Bible said he prayed. He gave alms. He was an incredible, incredible person, sought after God. Verse number 5, he was told uh, by an angel, send men to Joppa. Go fetch one by the name of Simon Peter. And so in verse number 34, so Simon Peter comes and he begins to preach the death, burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. In verse number 34, then people, Peter opened his mouth and said of a truth, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. Drop down to verse 44. And Peter yet, and Peter yet spake these words. The Holy Ghost fell upon all them which heard the word. Now wait a minute. Wait a minute. The Samaritans heard the word. The Samaritans healed. Right? Who does the healing? God. The Spirit. Right? 
Samaritans were cast out. Devils were cast out. Who cast out devils? The Spirit, God, right? So when they heard the word, the Holy Ghost came upon them as well. They were healed and they were delivered. Wonderful things happened. But something different is here. Watch. And they of the circumcision, but the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision, the Jews which believed, were astonished as many with, that came with Peter. Watch me. Because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. How did they know that? For they heard them speak with Tongues. Every time in God's word, when it gives a direct evidence of the infilling of the Holy Ghost, it is always speaking in tongues. You say, well, what about that one place where it doesn't mention them speaking in tongues? Have you ever heard of it's a given? I proved it to you in the word of God. When God says something's done nine times out of ten, and the tenth time, He just simply doesn't mention it. Doesn't mean it didn't happen that way. And when you study the Scriptures, it's obvious it did. Because Simon Peter laid hands on the Samaritan, and something took place that let him know that they received the Holy Ghost. And it wasn't deliverance, and it wasn't these other things. It was something different. And we find out what it is in chapter 10, because the Bible tells me that Peter and the, and, the, and the Jews came to the conclusion that, they re- that the Gentiles received the Holy Ghost for they heard them speak with tongues. There is no other truth. And every other truth or those who try to proclaim this is a truth is deceiving and twisting and turning God's word. Religion, people of today's world, I'm closing. Have I really preached that long? I've had five families, apostolics, leave. Are you kidding me? If you wouldn't watch the new Star Wars, that's three hours long, you would let your kidney come out your ear before you left that auditorium. But God's word means about that to you, doesn't it? Y'all might want to look for another pastor. I was kidding. On the Gentiles who was put out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, can any man forbid water? Should not these be baptized which have received the Holy Ghost? They got it. Just like we got it. Just like everybody else gets it. They spoke in Tongues. Yeah. 
I'm closing with this for those of you that have to take medicine. Chapter 11, Peter was brought in by the elders. 11 verse 1, and, and the apostles and the brethren were in Judea heard the Gentiles that also received the word of God. And when Peter had come unto Jerusalem, they were of the circumcision contented with him, saying, Thou wentest unto the uncircumcised and didst eat with them. Peter rehearsed the matter from the beginning and expounded it by order unto them, saying that, verse number 13, and he showed us how he had seen an angel in the house, and he stood and, and sent men from Joppa, and so I went, verse 14, and shall tell thee what thou and thou how shall need to be due to be saved, verse 15, and as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us at the beginning. You ready for this? Are you ready for this? Verse 15. And as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell upon them, on us as in the beginning. What was he talking about? What happened? What? There's still only nine of you. What happened? Spoken tongue. Nope, nope, not loud enough. If I was your teacher, I would fail almost every one of you. And as I began to speak, the Holy Ghost fell on them as on us in the beginning. What was he saying? For we heard them speak in tongues. You ready to have your mind blown? So he says to the leaders, Then remembered I the word of the Lord, how that he said, John indeed baptized you with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire. Simon Peter linked speaking in tongues to the words of Jesus Christ who said you will be baptized with the Holy Ghost. How can you possibly believe anything else when the word of God is so powerful? He went on to say in verse 17, let's stand. Dear Lord, half of you is leaving anyway. Come on, let's stand. Do I have a drummer? I wish I knew how frustrating it was to be a pastor. I'm just trying to get you into this thing. I'm trying to save you. I'm trying to save this city. And if I got people out here who don't understand that you will talk in tongues when you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, how are we going to reach a world that is lost? If you're not convinced, and when they begin to ask, you'll never give them a straight answer, and you'll sound like a babbling brook, and you'll lose them. The Bible says... That you need to be ready to give an answer for what you believe. John indeed baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. 
for as much and then he goes on to verse number 17 for as much then as God gave them the like gift as unto us who believe on the Lord Jesus Christ what was I that I could understand withstand God did you hear the words of Simon Peter he said when you truly believe this will happen to you Jesus said in John chapter 7 verse 37 in the last day that great day of the feast Jesus stood and cried if any man thirst let him come unto me and drink he that believeth on me as the scripture has said hell of his belly shall flow rivers of living water but this spake he of the spirit which they which believe on him should receive for the Holy Ghost had not yet been given because Jesus had not yet been glorified and Simon Peter said I remember the words of the Lord 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 the Lord said you shall receive the Holy Ghost and fire and he said he said when I heard when I heard those Gentiles talking in tongues I remembered God I remembered him saying I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh your sons and daughters are going to prophesy I remembered him saying you're going to get the Holy Ghost and fire oh oh yes he said because hey he said hey guys they got it just like we did it was the same it wasn't different it wasn't this set of believers got it one way this set of believers got it that way this set of believers got it that way it wasn't the Jews talked in tongues but the Samaritans didn't have to and all the Gentiles had to do well all they had to do was just not drink blood that's what some people preach because Paul the Apostle talks about that. No, he said it was the same. No matter whether they were Jew, Samaritan, or Gentile, it didn't matter their race, their tongue, their creed, their culture, their background, their education, their, their financial status. None of these things matter. Everybody that gets the Holy Ghost gets it the same way. They talk in tongues. 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 It's the evidence. And millions and millions and millions of people are not receiving the Holy Ghost because preachers, preachers, pastors are standing up and preaching ritual and tradition and religion instead of the word of God and they fear the faces of men and they don't want to lose their crowds and they're preaching to people it's not necessary you don't have to have it tongue talking was done away with how about that old verse tongue shall cease yeah that same verse says knowledge shall cease too are you stupid I say that as kindly as I can but if you're going to believe that verse is talking about us that tongues have ceased then knowledge has ceased as well spiritual knowledge and if you believe that verse I don't want you talking to me because you don't have no knowledge and 
hundreds of millions of people in the United States of America, one of the most religious countries on the planet, are going to die and go to hell because they are none of His. Because without His Spirit, you are none of His. And if you have not spoken in tongues, you do not have the Holy Ghost. You do not have it. Now maybe if it's delivered to you in that way, it might shake you up a little bit. And get you in the Word. I challenge you, anybody, to prove that wrong. You can't. Ever learning and never coming to the knowledge of truth. Men and women with 40 initials behind their name. And they can't simply read the Word of God and see that you will talk in tongues when you receive the Holy Ghost. Men have become so smart, they're explaining to God what He meant. Oh, you didn't mean that, God. This is what you meant. Let me explain to God what He meant. I'm finished right here. Came to pass while Apollos came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul having passed through the upper coast of Ephesus, finding certain disciples, he said unto them, Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? And they said unto him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. He said unto them, Under what then would you baptize? And they said unto John's baptism. Then Paul said, John verily baptized you with the baptisms unto repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him that is upon Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came upon them, and they spake with tongues. I know we only have 15 minutes so we got to get kicked out of here but I want to tell you it will take you two minutes to get the Holy Ghost if you have never received the Holy Ghost and you would like to have it step out from where you are right now and come down quickly line up in front of this altar we're going to pray for you Jesus said to the woman at the well if thou knewest the gift of God who it was that saith to thee give me to drink thou wouldest have asked of him and he would have given thee living water but whosoever drinketh the water that I shall give him shall never thirst but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well a springing water springing up to everlasting hour everlasting life for God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth let's sing I invite you to come if you've never received the gift of the Holy Ghost I invite you to come I invite you to come you don't have to come seek tongues just come seek God with all your heart God will do it for you God will fill you God will give it